drink enough water. I drink a lot of water. Mm. I mean, I can always drink more. Yeah, no, I don't think you can. Yeah, no. Yeah, I drink a lot of water. Cause what? Me, what? What? It makes me pee all the time. Oh, okay. I'm confused what's happening. I recorded that for you. Oh, are you recording it? Yeah. Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast where Chris drinks water. Water all the time. All the time. That's why he has to pee all the time. Yeah. Um, Did I say that? Yeah, on the podcast just Excellent. now. So, everybody that, knows. Yeah. How long were you recording for? Uh, we're at 30 seconds. <laughs> Excellent. So I'm just over here scrolling at my phone through men on Instagram, and you're like, I mean, Chris is just drinking water. Who's more focused on their career right now? Me. I have a job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, podcast <laughs> Someone pull the eject button and get me out of the seat. You, I'm going to make you look so stupid in the edit that everybody's going to say, wow. Me. Chris it's like, Chris dick. does not have a job. <laughs> Just mash up with everything you've ever said before. I'm a stupid bitch. No, the first 30 seconds is going to be like, Patty, you're a bitch. For four Just minutes on, on repeat. repeat. <laughs> and then I, I'm going to be like, Oh can, you God, Chris, can you believe? Can you settle down? It's, it's like all a little wild oh right now. Oh my God. <laughs> all over the place. Well, no, then I'll just. You know, oh, you'll just edit it. Okay. Myself okay, okay. Okay. Since you've got all the recording stuff Chris, here. Calm down. <laughs> Your You're mom is not terrible. And then it goes back to me like her. yelling. <laughs> Same monotone every time. <laughs> That'd um, be terrible. Okay. I love you, so, mom. <laughs> Once you figure out how to listen to podcasts, remix. So welcome back to the podcast, Chris. Well, we. It feels like it's been so long since we recorded our last episode. So should we tell them what we're doing and why we're doing it? Ah, sure. So okay, so we have we are recording three podcasts in one week because Spencer's going on vacation for two weeks, and then the weekend he gets back, I'm going to visit my mom for her birthday. So we've got two and a half weeks that we have to fill for podcasts. So we are really crushing it for all Putting of us. Our nose to the grindstone. Yeah, and it is. Uh, it's Why? a lot, <laughs> especially like coming off of like what we just came off of, like with Dean Coral and the Manson murders. Like shit's heavy, and now we're just like, let's keep going. <laughs> well, what's that I gotta talk about today? <laughs> yeah, like the, those me. Oh, we're we're going back to the Manson murders. <laughs> um, no, it's like those memes of like Squidward, like like all broken the the sea bear attacks them and it's like let's get this bread and that's us right now i don't remember you know? that one. Oh, okay never mind a sea bear yeah whenever the c-a-m-p-f-i-r-e-s-o-n-g song c-a-m-p-f-i-r-e-s-o-n-g campfire song oh whenever they like decide to go camping and squidward's like i don't want to be a part of this and then they are having so much fun that he's like okay fine i'll come outside and then they get attacked by sea bears and so they have to make sea bear circles. What's a sea bear circle? They draw a circle in the in the ground, and, the and it protects them. Come inside. Yeah, mm. yeah. So they they draw a perfect circle, and then Squidward draws like a really mess up circle, and so the sea bear keeps attacking them. Uh, yeah, I mean, and then it attracts a sea rhinoceros. You never saw that one? I don't know where I've been. Apparently, because that's living under the super rock of uh, pop culture. Yeah, that's the height of SpongeBob. Uh, okay, maybe not the height. No, the height of SpongeBob is when he went to Sandy's house and needed water, but couldn't tell her because that is social anxiety, and everybody has it. 
Yeah. Water. When in doubt, pinkies out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't need it. I, I don't, don't need, need it. it. I definitely don't <laughs> need it. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, me too. Classic. So, um, the theme for this evening has little to do with Chris's subject and solely to do with mine because, Chris, when did you choose your subject? Last night. No. This, this morning. morning. Well, I cho- chose the subject last night. Well, even if I chose the subject last night, it still wouldn't have worked. Yeah, it would That's in Colorado. It's kind of the southwest. It's in the mountains, okay? Mm. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> mm, <Do> you? <laughs> Whatever. So it's a southwest kind of evening. So yes. We had southwest quesadillas. Quesadillas. I was going to say, I don't know what I was going for, but quesadillas. Well, like the cilantro lime stuff kind of works for Key West as well, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Bahamian. Do they have cilantro there? I don't, I mean, I guess. I, you can kind of grow cilantro anywhere. Well, tell that to me because it has never happened. Oh, really? You've never started from seed? Hell no. I tried to grow basil Hell from no. an actual plant and it died. <laughs> What do you do to it? Overwater I it? guess it had too much sun. <clears throat> Maybe. They're like, not full sun plants. They're like indirect sunlight. I heard that they were like, it comes from Italy. It loves the sun. Put it in the sun all day long. Yeah, but like Italian sun and Texas sun are a little bit different. We're on the same latitude. Are we? Yeah. Are we? Hey, Google. <laughs> Is Italy and Texas on the same latitude? I'm going to say no. He's not going to know. I'm sorry. I don't understand the question. Maybe we could Google Latitude of Texas. Okay, that's not what this podcast was about. I'm just going to assume that I'm right and then we'll move on. I just Googled Latitude. (laughs) (laughs) You've fed me two glasses of wine so far. So we've got 31, 30, almost 32 degrees north. Latitude of Italy. Welcome to the locality. 42 degrees north. What? So 42 degrees north. And Texas so they is are t- 32. So Italy is more sunny. Italy or is further north. Oh, it goes up? Yeah, I guess it goes up. Yes. Shut up. Because it starts, starts at zero at the equator. 10 degrees is not a lot, That's girl. quite a bit. No. Yes, it is. Uh, Especially when the Arctic Circle is at 60. Is it 60? Yes, it is 60. Final answer. I'm going to just continue to assume that I'm right, and then we'll move on from that. Okay. So, thank you so much. <laughs> okay, girl. Um, so, I guess we should just jump right into spoopy things. Oh, oh. I mean, I have six pages to get through. So, oh, God. Okay. Did I go first? or you? No, I you went, went first last Okay, time. so my turn. Okay. Tell me something spoopy. Well, you already know about this, maybe. I've heard of it. Okay. Well, you hear about all the things that are spoopy. If you check out our latest post on, um, well, I guess it won't be the latest at the time, but Currently, our current post is a picture of Spencer rolling his eyes while listening to me excitedly explain something that he's obviously already heard of. So that's basically the opinion of this podcast. It's just on repeat. <laughs> it's me rehearing things that I've heard about. Yeah, exactly. I things want – someday you'll come in with something that I'm like, well, what? no, the first episode you came in with something that Oh, well, I've yeah, Victoria about. Black's one in, yeah. But that was the only one. Okay, so let's find something else that Spencer's never heard of. Okay, so if you know something that if you think of something that you think that Spencer has never heard of, you should go to rspoopypodcast.com and be like, "Hey, Chris, bitch, go ahead and look." At, except you're the one who gets the email, so you'd be like, "I'm gonna look this up." Well, well they see your tags on Instagram and Twitter, so just tag, message. just yeah. tag 
Chris only. Yeah, just at me and be like, bitch, here we go. But that's a challenge. And I'd like to see somebody try. To try and stoop you? (laughs) Yes. Mm. So that is a challenge for all the spoopy listeners. Please shout us out at Instagram.com slash our spoopy podcast, Facebook.com slash our spoops. What, did we add an S? No. Okay, so that's also another thing. So we had to correct our username We've on had Facebook. A debacle. Yeah, it's been a debacle. So we had to correct our username on Facebook. So our username on Facebook is our spoop. So O U R S P O O P. That's because it. Apparently, uh, it figured out that the word poopy is in is the middle bad, of it. And that's and bad, that's apparently. A, that is a curse word. Poop, so. poop is not bad, but poopy, poopy is. is so the word. We're very, very sorry that we subjected you guys to yeah. that in the middle of our. So now you guys have gone uh, 10 episodes slash 15. Uh, our math is uh, almost like toilet this paper math. This is the um, <laughs> thousandth and first episode. Uh, and, At the same uh, time. So yeah. we, we were wrong the whole time. So, so now <laughs> after the 15 episodes that you've listened to, uh, you cannot actually go to Facebook.com slash Our Spoopy Podcast. You have, you to, have to go to Facebook.com slash Our Spoop. No one. <laughs> That's it. No period. <laughs> no period. Just end our our spoop. spoop. And then on Twitter at our spoopy. Our spoopy. Exactly. So that's fun. Um, so yeah, now that we've got that sorted out and figured out, let's talk about spoopy things. Let's get spoopy. Let's get spoopy. So Spencer, let's go ahead and throw back to the early 1900s uh, before there was Chucky. Mm-hmm. And before there was Annabelle. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a doll named Robert. Yeah. What? So, Robert the doll is a doll that originally belonged to Robert Eugene Otto, a.k.a. Gene Otto. So, he named his doll after After himself. himself. That's fine. That's not weird. Not weird at all. He was a child, no? He was a a, a little boy, yeah. He's a uh, youngin. I don't know when he was born. It's the 1900s. Maybe he was like... I'm the only kid that hasn't died of cholera here. I don't really know any other names. So, we're going to go with Robert. We're going to go with Robert. (laughs) Well, this was in Key West, um, so I don't know what the culture of Key West was in the early 1900s. Um, I, I would have know. to imagine it probably wasn't very populated. It's like at the very, very tip of Florida. Yeah, and I mean, could you? did they even have a road that connected Key West to Florida at that time? Because now there's a I highway, a bridge, but— yeah. Yeah, but, but at the time, I don't. Boats. Yeah, I don't think at the time that they. I'm sure they probably had to do ferry. Mm. So it was, I assume, very secluded and kind of away from everything. Yes. Um, so, Gene Otto was a child in a prominent Key West family, like I mentioned. Um, the doll was reportedly manufactured in Germany by a company called Steiff Company, uh, purchased by Otto's grandfather on a trip to Germany in 1904, uh, and was given to him as a birthday gift. Uh, the sailor suit that the doll wears currently is supposedly an outfit that Otto used to wear as a child. So, once he grew out of it, he put this um, very large kind of... Uh, Sailor suits thing. Well, no, no, not the, not the sailor suit. The doll is much larger than I was expecting. Yeah, I was expecting like big. a little handheld doll. No, this is like a life-size child. Yeah, like it's creepy as fuck. My mom used to make these like bunny rabbit dolls. Oh boy, <laughs> when when I was little, I, she took up knitting and she took up sewing and it was just the next thing on the list. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Let's make dolls. <laughs> um, and apparently, it was really easy to make bunnies. Mm-hmm. So they were like. I don't know. They were probably like two feet tall. Oh, I don't like that. And they had these ears, and they would wear hats, and they had little dresses. <laughs> there's a there was a lady that was uh, back in shirts that used to make like um, she used to take 
people's like memorabilia of things and turn them into like doll dolls. Memorable. Yeah, doll doll things. Uh, like little teddy bear things. Yes. And so she would commonly get like clothes from dead relatives and things like that that she'd make into these creepy ass dolls. And I mean, good for her. Ooh. If you end up listening to this podcast, I'm so sorry that I was uh, talking mad smack about what you're doing. Well, but I'm glad that you're creepy. doing it. Uh, I also saw there's so on YouTube they have these short horror films that I like to watch. Um, <laughs> why am I not surprised? Anyway, uh, there's a company. <laughs> How that do you them. sleep? That's my question. How do you just like okay night going to bed like? <laughs> Ooh, let me just have some dreams about some horror things. And, and wake up smiling like, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, uh, I love being scared. <laughs> so there's this company on YouTube that makes videos called Alter, and there's one where these people's kid dies it's mm-hmm. a couple and their kid dies and uh the the mom just like can't accept it mm-hmm. so they find this guy who makes dolls of dead loved ones and you have to give them things that they loved in life and as long as you're holding it inside of your house it's alive it they like brings back your dead relative but you're only supposed to do it for like half an hour at a time otherwise you go like completely nuts so, like, it brings back, like, the energy and aura of a spirit that you lost? It brings back in their, like, real life. What the fuck? Yeah. So, uh, this is fiction, right? It's definitely fiction, girl. Just double-checking, because so, nowadays I can't tell doing all this research, okay? No, girl. <laughs> it is fully fiction. Um, but, I mean, you look at it, and it's, a, and it's a doll, and then he hands it to the woman, and it's a boy. Mm, I don't like that. And she... Go watch it. I don't remember what it's named. I'm not going to go watch funny. it, not bitch. You. <laughs> Everybody on the podcast. <laughs> Alter.com. I'm not YouTube. doing that. YouTube.com slash alter. You go can watch it. Ju- you can just tell me about it, and I'll just be like, yeah, that sounds really, really cool. <laughs> I mean, it's like Twilight Zone kind of thing. I don't like that either. Oh, my God. You know what I also don't like? What? Black Mirror. Oh, my God. I love Black Mirror. <laughs> There's so many people that are obsessed with it, and I – because I have a very active imagination, as everyone knows – uh, and on top of that, I'm very scared of everything very easily. And so everything freaks me out. So I can't watch that. I love Black Mirror. Black Mirror is, well, Black Mirror used to be really, really good. Uh-huh. After like the fourth season. I mean, I watched the fifth season now and it was okay. It was not stunning. But season three, episode six, Hated in the Nation, by far the best episode of the whole series. It is very, very so go check um, it out. Okay, maybe. Uh, the only ones I've seen are the first one, of course, with the pig, pig. And I don't know why anyone showed me that one first. You're not supposed to. They're um, not sequential. Do not start with yeah. episode one. Um, and then I saw the Black Museum. That one was really good. It was also kind of spoopy. I like that. Um, and then I feel like I've seen another episode. I don't remember which one it is. but Oh, the one with the, the video game that you can plug into your head. Oh, yeah. And they just cool. all had sex with each other. That's confusing. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, go back to okay. uh, Spoopy Things and watch episode six of season three. Okay. We'll think about it. Not uh, tonight. No, I'm, 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 I'll do it during the day yeah. when it's sunlight out and I have time to like recover. It's not like shape-shifting horrifying. I mean, it's pretty close to whatever. Just watch it. <laughs> Fine. I'll think about it. Um, so according to the tale of Robert the Doll... Jean's parents awoke to a disturbance in their son's bedroom. This is how it all started out. Uh, they heard, like, some shuffling and some, you know, craziness going on there. When they heard Jean screaming, they immediately ran to the door 
to find it locked only to hear Jean continuing to scream for help inside of the room. Once they finally got the door open, they found Jean sitting at the like top of his bed, just like in like a fetal position kind of thing, or not fetal, what's the like hunched up, like scared, um, shivering in fear, surrounded by a room that was in total disarray. Uh, there was furniture that was tossed over and just like knocked about. Uh, items were broken, and then things were just thrown all over the room. Uh, when they asked what happened, what he could mutter through his shivers was Robert did it. And he was just glaring at the, the doll that was sitting at the end of his bed that was staring right back at him. Um, so I'm imagining this little kid with like all this furniture just like turned over. And I don't imagine that a child could be able to turn all this furniture over, um, especially while he's screaming for help. So I, I don't know. That kind of was interesting to me. So, this apparently became a very common theme in the house when things would just go missing. Uh, strange things would just happen around the house. Uh, things would be inexplicably inexplicably broken. Um, Robert did it. And Jean would say, Robert did it. Uh, so, then they also found random mutilated toys around the house as well. So, like, other toys that I guess Robert just decided he didn't like uh, would just be, like, destroyed and found in different places of the house. Uh, and, of course, when asked, Gene would say Robert did it. Mm -hmm. um, Gene also had a very strange relationship with his doll. Uh, he would take it everywhere with him. Like, he would argue with uh, family to or anyone that he wasn't allowed to leave him alone because he basically referred to Robert, which is, was an inanimate object, as actually being real and that he was always listening. So he referred to it basically as a living entity. And he'd be like, he'd ask and, you know, speak to Robert as if he was a person that was like standing there with him, like an imaginary friend. Um, but like more. Um, and so servants of the autos apparently also would hear Gene speaking with the doll, but would hear who they thought was Gene responding in an entirely different voice. Like it's one thing to be like, hey, you guys doing oh i'm doing great like two different things the way that they described it was like it was a voice that was like you do it hey this is me i'm robert hey how's it going yeah an entirely different voice from someone else uh and so that's kind of what they described it as it wasn't like a in different inflections it was an entirely different voice hmm. um and so as otto got older um, he left the doll with his parents in the house who then would notice the doll in different places around the house uh, and that the doll seemed to always be aware of what was going on around it. There was nothing further on that. I was like, how do you, what do you mean that the doll was aware of what was going on around it? Uh, I don't know if that means like the doll was like, you know, the head would be turned in different directions when someone would be doing different things or like, I don't know. That, mm -hmm. that confused me. Um, so then in 1930... Uh, Otto married his wife and moved back into his parents' house after their passing, uh, still keeping the doll, despite his wife wishing him to get rid of it. Um, so Robert kept it in the attic, but even isolation did not keep the um, keep the doll from swooping people, is what I wrote. <laughs> swooping? Spooping. Oh, spooping. Them, like yes. our podcast. <laughs> um, he would appear and disappear from the upstairs window, not the attic, the upstairs window, uh, according to passerbys. Um, so, like, he was kept in the attic, but would apparently be in the window, upstairs upsta the upstairs window instead. Staring at people. Staring. Um, and then, like, when someone would, like, look back, he'd be gone. Um, school children also used to say that they would stand outside the house and watch the doll staring at them from the window. And, like, the upstairs window, once again, not the attic. Um, but, I mean, if you're a school kid that's walking by and you see a doll in the window, 
I think you would just assume it's a doll in a window. Well, I mean, if you look at it and then like look back, or you, the, the way that they described it is like it would appear and disappear from the window. Well, they just said they stared at it. Well, they would watch the the doll from the window that would be staring back at them. I mean, I I don't know. I it's just I don't a doll know. In a window. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He um, did it for the likes. Sure. Obviously. Sure. Uh, so in 1974, when Otto died, the house was sur- sold to Myrtle Reuter. Uh, visitors. Oh, that's a good name. Myrtle Reuter. Ru- oh, I love that. Why? Because I just like old women names. Myrtle. Myrtle. Myrtle Reuter. Gertrude, come on over for bridge on Bertha, Sunday. what you doing over there? I love that. <laughs> that's why we have Barbara. Yeah. Barbara. That's my grandmother's name. That's my grandmother's name and my aunt's name. Oh. Yeah, no one else in my family is named Barbara. We just all Barbara's. Barbara? Barbara? My, my grandpa's name was Frederick. Frederick, actually. There was an E-R Frederick. in there. Frederick. The old man names don't do it. Mm, yeah. It's just the old lady names that do it for me. You're right. Guess what my other grandmother's name is? I don't know. Colleen. Colleen. <laughs> I do love old women's names. I also have a, a great aunt named Winky. Winky? Winky's her nickname. Oh, my God. My favorite My favorite are actually the, like, late 1800s, like, early 1900s, like, nicknames for people. is like, Shorty and Curly and, you know, like, random-ass names that make That's no sense. That's how I came sense. up with Bootsy. Stumps. Oh, did you? Yeah. My, my great, um, one of my uh, second cousins, I guess, mm-hmm. my mom's cousin, her nickname as a kid was Bootsy. Bootsy. Mm-hmm. Like, one of my friends, uh, her aunt is uh, nicknamed Squeaky. I love that. Like, it, it just these nicknames that they call each other just cracks me up. Um, like, how the fuck do you come up? Where? I, squeaky, where? I can understand a little bit because maybe it's like a woman with a high voice. No, she didn't have a high voice. But I think the story came that, like, she – they used to, like, tickle her or pinch her when she was younger, and she would, like, squeak whenever they do it, so they called her Squeaky. Like, it, I guess it just stuck somehow. Mm. Um, I don't I don't have any idea how they came up with Bootsy, but my great aunt, I guess, she would just wink at guys all the time. Winky. Winky. <laughs> Isn't that like a name for... Never mind. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> she might listen to the podcast. No. no. She doesn't know how to do that, but move oh, on okay. anyway, because I think I know where you're going. <laughs> of course. When does it not go there? <laughs> uh, I'm still waiting for the time when it doesn't. Yeah, okay. It'll never happen. Um, so in 1974, when Otto died, the house was sold to Myrtle Ruder. I said that already. Uh, visitors would claim that they would hear footsteps and giggling from the attic because the doll was still there. Oh, they... sorry, guys. That was me. Oh, you giggling were in, from in the, the attic? In 1974? Yeah. Oh. Interesting. That was the last time that I um, ate. 1974. That's mm-hmm. why you're a skinny legend? Mm-hmm. Mm, makes sense. Yep. Makes sense. Okay, thanks, Mariah. Um, Mariah? Mariah needs to sing tonight. Does she? No, please, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that video on, online of her doing that bottle challenge where she's Yeah, that was actually kind of funny. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. You can't even hit that note anymore. No, right? she can't. What are you talking about? Yeah. Get off my screen. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I, I did think it was funny when she did it, um, just because that challenge has been viral for the past week. Um, I don't understand, though. You didn't see Jason Satham do it? He's the one who started it. It's just people knocking the bottle cap off by a kick. Yeah, I know. And it's like, not that The bottle cap is just sitting there, like, on top of the whatever it is. Like, you just knock it off, and, like, it just comes off. Like, shit. I just did it myself with my finger. <laughs> with my finger. With my finger. <laughs> wow, we are so impressive. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm still impressed, so. There you go. I'm glad I impressed you. I mean, let's watch Barbara do it. Barbara do it. 
Oh, oh there it goes. Woo! <laughs> Barbara. Put it on YouTube. Barbara, please. Barbara, please. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they would hear footsteps and apparently giggling from the attic when there was no one up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doll would also move from room to room inexplicably as well. Uh, some even claim that the expression on this doll's knobby face uh, would change when anyone spoke ill of him, the doll, or he like doesn't even have any features. Though. He has no facial features. It's so it's like, like how eyes. how do you make them make it look like his nose is like just slightly rounded and like has like two little holes that like pinholes that look like maybe nostrils, has no mouth whatsoever and like two little beady eyes. Like there's no features for him to look angry. So how are you feeling that the doll is looking angry at you? I don't understand. I mean, maybe he used to have more features and they've kind of faded, but well, I mean, looking at the pictures of him, he has definitely, like, nicks and his, like, soft skin or whatever it is, or whatever the fabric, the fabric is, uh, that look like he's just, like, scarred. <laughs> he's got scars all over his body. Um, so, yeah, basically, it, apparently his facial expression would change uh, whenever anyone spoke ill of him or the previous owner, Gene Otto. Uh, so, in 1994... After 20 years of all of these reported antics, uh, Reuter gave Robert to the Fort East Martello Museum in Key West. Um, Being in the museum, however, did not stop his antics. Uh, Since being in the museum, visitors have flocked to see him. He reportedly gets about one to three pieces of mail every single day. Hmm. Every single day. They have over a thousand pieces of mail from visitors. Uh, however, we're hey, getting there. <laughs> so you would think that they're like, hey, fan mail, you're so great. I loved seeing you in the museum. But no, bitch. They're asking him for things, aren't they? So the museum curator named Corey Convertito. Convertito? Convertito. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Sa- says that these letters are not fan letters, but instead they are mostly apologies. Uh, many visitors have experiences post-visit uh, misfortunes most most what most visitors have experienced post visit misfortunes such as car accidents, broken bones, job loss, divorce, and a cornucopia of other misfortunes. That's a good word, right? Cornucopia. Yeah, I saw it and I was like, mm, I'm gonna steal it. <laughs> SAT. Come gonna make on. myself sound so smart whenever I'm on this podcast. <laughs> Try. Try. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe we'll see what happens. Um. This is attributed to not paying respects to Robert or openly disrespecting him. Kind of like what they were doing on the, the thing that we were just to watching mm-hmm. um, to Annabelle. That was basically the same. I, that's all I was thinking was what I had just researched. It was like, ooh, bitch. You <laughs> you, you're going to get wrecked, bitch. Um, get people, wrecked. people have reportedly put their hands on the glasses or like on the glass or like knocked on the glass and they've um, ended up having – some of these misfortunes as well. So people are like sending him letters and like begging him to remove the curse and remove the hex. Um, Others have also written to him for advice for some reason. Um, And then others uh, also write to have him hex someone that has wronged them. So they're asking him to curse them instead. Uh, There's also been other reports of camera malfunctions when attempting to take pictures of him or with him. Uh, There's actually a lot of reports of that. Um, And then employees also report him changing positions in the evenings um, and that the lights, security cameras, and other electronics around him stop working. Uh, So that's fun. Uh, So when the museum curator, Corey, um, 
was asked about like her experience with them. She's like, I've never had any problem with them. So <laughs> she, and so she kind of like, that would be me. Yeah. Uh, she, she says, cause she, people ask like, do you think that uh, he's haunted? And she's like, um, I don't want to say yes or no, but I've never experienced anything. And she's like, I have a job to do, which is to make sure that I take care of him and make sure that he's, you know, clean and there's no problems so that we can keep the, you know, keep him in the museum. Uh, but I guess maybe he just understands that and like makes no, um, like Judgment. judgments on me essentially. So we have a, she, she called it a good working relationship. It was like, you just said that about a doll. <laughs> oh my God. Am I disrespecting you? <laughs> I know what I'm getting you for your birthday next year. Do a not hex. do that. Oh, please don't do that. A hex, or you could have a doll. No, your no. Choice. I want neither I can of them. I ask my mom to make one of those. No, for you. no, no. I'll no. do it. No, please yeah. don't. No, no, I don't want be it. Fine. We'll put her in a pretty little dress. And then can we do like a séance around her? Yeah. No, I want to do more of like a like a like a hat dance. We'll turn on the cucaracha and dance around. <laughs> cucaracha. <laughs> Na 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 na. So yeah, what do you think? Do you think that Robert is haunted? Um, no, no. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't think. I mean, I believe that. I guess if I can see that, then I would have to say that I truly believe in ghosts. You don't believe in ghosts? I don't think that. Well, I believe in like a spirit, but I don't think they have that much of a power on people. So you don't believe in demons? No. Hmm. Okay. Um, but I'm sure that, I mean, he may have some kind of an energy that people can feel. Yeah. I don't know necessarily that he can flip furniture and things. Well, I did a lot of research on this, and I had actually four different sources while writing this. So you'd be proud of me that I didn't just use oh the normal God. one. Wikipedia. Um, well, yeah, Wikipedia is normally my go-to. Um, but I didn't find anything that they, like, had any um, mediums try and, like, talk to him. Which I'd assume that would be something that we maybe have. Yeah. To well, you I mean, know, try like, and contact him. Annabelle is the main people that went to go see him was the Warrens, and yeah. she was allegedly a medium. Warren Elizabeth mm-hmm. Warren, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, not no, Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> or not? Uh, what's her name? Is it uh, Lorraine? Lorraine. Oh, yeah. LOL. Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren has a plan for how she, to get rid of. She has demons. a plan for ghouls and ghosts. I mean. Think if we asked her, she probably would. <laughs> she she has a plan. She's got a plan. For like that. we're gonna solve it. She's yeah. got a plan for that. She's got uh, what's the EFPs for that? Electronic footprint. EVPs. That's what they're called. Yes. EVPs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was close. I'm not a paranormal scientist. Mm, me neither. I'm not a urologist. 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 Funny you say that. Oh, I have something to do with UFOs. <gasps> oh my god! But so we're we gonna get into UFO urology. We're gonna do some more UFO urology. Yes. We're gonna take a pause first. Okay. Ooh, Ooh the, the mail. That's Ooh, a lot of mail. That's a, that's a lot of mail. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, are you kidding me? Yes. Will you quit doing that to me? I just like to say things that are relevant, <laughs> and the mail is so relevant. <laughs> Ooh, the mail. Ooh, the mail. Mm. Check it out on YouTube. Just to type in TikTok.com or no, go to YouTube. TikTok.com. <laughs> go to YouTube.com search for TikTok ooh da mail. Ooh da mail. It's hilarious. No, it's and not. I watch it on repeat. It's not great. Well, use it. 
Yeah. <clears throat> so, <laughs> so UFO urologist. Let's talk about it. Bring it up. Uh, Remember when we talked about um, the Battle of uh, Los, uh, Angeles. Los Angeles? We're going to go a little bit more uh, east from Los Angeles. We're going to go to Nevada. Oh, yeah, east. I was like, what the fuck? You're going to the ocean? <laughs> Definitely the wrong way. <laughs> Never eat sour watermelons, Chris. Why? Northeast, southwest. No, I understand that one, but why not? I like sour watermelon. Like sour know. patch watermelons? <gasps> Those are good. But I don't think that Fucking naturally fantastic. watermelon comes in sour. Unless you like eat the rind. Uh, you can eat the rinds. I wouldn't. Why not? It's not good. They're good uh, dog snacks. What? Did you know that? You can like give the rinds to dogs and they're like basically like natural chew toys. I'm not going to do that. Why? Because that sounds messy. What do you do? Give it to them outside. Where is outside, Chris? Your backyard. Where is outside? Your on massive the backyard. There's no backyard. I'm gonna shadow this wine bottle on your head. Do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do it right now. <laughs> so we're going. So the bit podcast more. is now over. I just killed a man. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Tune in next week when I tell all from the jail from Harris County Public Jail. <laughs> just hanging out. Uh, so. The question is, where's Spencer? Under a table. <laughs> Bleeding. Bleeding. <laughs> um, so we're going east. We're going to Nevada. Do you know what's in Nevada? Uh, mountains. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Um, l- nothing else. D- um, desert. Something that's happened in the media lately, perhaps. Um, I, do you want me to actually say? Because I can keep playing dumb. Or do you yeah, no, it's okay. Okay. Area 51! We're going to Area 51. Woo! Because um, we should storm Area 51. Because they can't stop, they can't, stop all of us. Can't stop all of us. When is that supposed to happen? September? I have no idea. I only looked at what the some of what they said because yeah. I think it's so stupid. It cracks me up. Um, and the, like I like all the memes that are like, the government can't kill 500,000 people. Um, and then there, like the there's the meme that's like the government and it's just like oh, <laughs> we can. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> we'll drop some sarin gas on you. Just chill yeah, out. Just you'll be fine. So, whoever doesn't know about this is that a bunch of people on the internet and the Facebook group that are mostly I feel just trying to make a meme. Mm-hmm. Um, Which they're doing great, but I think some of them actually because the Facebook group has gotten up to five hundred thousand people. Oh, girl, two million. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, the last 1. time I checked, it was five hundred thousand. Going. Wow. One point two million people are interested. Wow. When I checked last, I'm excited about this. <laughs> so I do think there are some people in there that are like, "We're gonna do it." Mm. It's on the internet. We're gonna 100%, do it. Hundred percent. This is Trump's America. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, it was definitely intended to be a joke. Mm-hmm. Um. The description of the event states that when coming out of the base, if we Naruto run. <laughs> we can avoid their bullets. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, who runs like Naruto? But I wanted to take it back again to my high school days. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of kids. <laughs> that would run like Naruto around the places? Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, and they also wear those, like, the headbands that yes, they wear. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and, like, the bell would ring between classes, and they they just, like, sprint. Throw their arms behind themselves. And, and just, like, run. Storm down the fucking <laughs> hallways. And I didn't know if it was popular then. I guess it must have been, like, when it came out and when it was most popular. Yeah. I think I watched it, like, maybe two, no, probably, like, four or five years ago. Yeah. Um, 
But. No, that was whenever the first like English versions were coming out because that was when I was in high school. Yeah, like early high school, like junior high and high school. So what would have been high school for you? Yeah, that's crazy. Not that you're much older than me, but I mean, just saying. I'm not. Seven years. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you better be twenty-one then. You can tell that I'm actually the younger, prettier one anyway, so. Well, mm-hmm. we have more pictures of you on that FaceApp thing, so you're the older one. Do you have more pictures of me? Who has pictures of me? Kendall put you all in there. Did he? Yeah. I haven't seen any pictures of me. <laughs> because when when he tried to send it to you, he sent to another Chris White. <laughs> I was like, that's not that's Chris That's not White. Chris. <laughs> he was like, no, it is. <laughs> nope. And the guy was like, ha, 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 I have your name saved in my phone as Kendall, but I don't remember you. <laughs> Um, yeah. So anyways, this is what's in the media right now. And we're going to cover the stories that actually matter on our spoopy podcast. Okay. Um, the government says, come at me, bro. They're not messing around. They are. Have they actually said anything about this whole thing? They're like, if you come, you're going to jail. Okay. Excellent. Um, so what I think is going to happen is apparently they're supposed to show up to the area 51 visitor center. Uh, it's like an hour and a half away from the actual base. Um, and they will most likely approach by a vehicle. Mm-hmm. All the business around businesses around there are like, oh my god, we can't wait for it to happen. People so many are people, yeah. Here. Um, so they've stocked up on food, and um, one lady's like, yeah, I made a campground out back, but oh my it's god, fucking Nevada, yeah, it's a desert, yeah, you can camp anywhere. You could just fall asleep on the side of the road, and no yeah. one would even find you. Set up a tent, Carl. yeah, it's you're fine, yeah. Um. So, what I think they'll probably probably try to go there by a vehicle through that hour and a half drive. But um, Area Fifty One is equipped with seismic intrusion devices, so they mm-hmm. can tell when a vehicle is approaching. Um, so they can detect a vehicle, um, and they'll most likely be stopped and arrested there with trespassing and sent back with a fine of seven hundred and fifty dollars. Well, it's one of the most secure bases in, in the, world. the world. So, what are they expecting? They think they're just like these. And I mean, it's an army base. Yeah. So these below average. Guns. Yeah, for sure. They think these below average people are just gonna walk up and be like, "Let me in." Yeah. And they're gonna be like, "Okay, you got me. You got us." Yeah. Here's I think the they're. Aliens. I think they're equipped for two million people storming the base. Yeah. So, um, what I read about what actually will happen to them is that they'll get a $750 fine, which is what happens lately, but um, that's getting off kind of light because the Internal Security Act of 1950, which is in in jurisdiction of that uh, Area 51, states that sabotage or other subversive actions shall be guilty of a misdemeanor and upon conviction thereof shall be liable to a fine of not to exceed $5,000 or to imprisonment for not more than one year or both. Hmm. Um, and if they blow past these armed guards uh, that stop them, they will most likely be shot uh, because it is totally legal to do that based upon the same act that states that use of deadly force is authorized against any who violate any such regulation or order for the protection or security of military or naval uh, aircraft, airports, airport facilities, vessels, harbors, ports, piers, waterfront facilities, bases, forts, posts, laboratories, Stations, vehicles, equipment, explosives, and or other property in places subjected to the jurisdiction, administration, or in the custody of the Department of Defense. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what we're saying is we wouldn't recommend it. No. Yeah. So, pl- go ahead and don't do that. Yeah. And we're going to – our official stance for this one is going to be like, nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> don't you think you'd have more fun 
watching Netflix or like doing drinking alcohol maybe that's not by Area 51 just a thought here's here's my suggestion okay go on down to your local bar and drink Midori that's green right aliens oh my god <laughs> that was Midori that's them yeah 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 oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh all right yeah there you go um, ooh, my little brother likes drinking Midori sours. Alex, if you're listening, you're garbage. <laughs> Midori doesn't taste that bad. No, it doesn't. It's it, he makes Midori sours, and he always puts a lot of like the sour mix, and so it tastes really yeah. like ugh, sugary. I've gotten over sugary drinks lately. Uh, you remember that that uh, semi homemade with Sarah Lee thing that I was talking yeah, about earlier? Yeah, yeah. She says two shots of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> She puts Midori in that drink, and it looks oh boy. pretty good. She so she puts Midori after kiwi. Kiwi, like kiwi, does she vodka. blend it up? Yeah, she like mashes it, Ooh. and then puts Midori, kiwi, and vodka. Mm. And something that actually kind of sounds good. Mm, maybe. maybe not simple syrup. Whatever. Anyways, it looks good. She calls it a. It's like something swamp, mm. which well, is not an appealing name, but no. But you whatever. know, if it's sweet and it looks alcoholic, I'm, I'm gonna try it. Yeah. So and uh, when we discuss swamp monsters, we should make that the Nessie. We should. Ooh, do Nessie. we could do Nessie. You could do Nessie, and then I could do the one in Japan, the one that I was talking about last night. Oh yeah. Well, I don't. I don't even know what his name is, but it's like a, basically a swamp monster. Yeah. That there's like Pokemon based off of him. <gasps> Lapras. No. That one's based off of uh, Nessie. I think so. Um, okay, so <clears throat> we're going to start with a little bit of history about the base, and then Ooh. we can move on to what makes it truly spoopy. Ooh. The aliens. Ooh. Uh, so Area 51 is located in, in Nevada near a town named Rachel. on the Eckridge Rachel? Rest- Rachel is the name of the town, mm. which is exactly what I want my town to be named. Especially right next to a Dorian. top secret military base. Uh, so it's on the extraterrestrial highway, Nevada 375. Um, it's about 40 miles south from there. And it is part of the internal Nevada test site where they used to test nuclear devices with mm-hmm. a road system that connects it to Mercury, which is a closed village designed to house the personnel uh, to the south and the Yucca Flats to the west. North of the installment is Groom Lake, which is now a salt flat that was initially and maybe sometimes used still as a runway, as they are notoriously flat. Mm-hmm. Um, so the actual name of the facility is Homey Airport. Um, <laughs> oh, airport? It's an air, yeah. It's an mm. airbase. Mm. Um, so that's its government name. Um, it's also referred to, to as Groom Lake. Uh, the reason suggested that it's called Area 51 is that it's proximal to Area 15, mm-hmm. which is nearby where they would do the nuclear testing. Um, so the, they just flip the numbers around? Yeah. Um, the Atomic Energy Commission gave it the numbering system, and that's how they got their areas. Um, though... 51 is not a number that they use for anything. Um, so I guess people just assumed they, it's something that they will never use because they've already numbered everything off. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's they made it the next made one. Made their after. own. Mm, interesting. Um, so the government has only noted that this space as Area 51 one time. Uh, the, CIA, the government itself has only called it that. Everyone else is the one who calls it Area 51. It's colloquially known as Area 51, but the government has never referred to mm. it as that. Um, They only did it once in a document relating to the Vietnam War. Mm. Um, The government did refer to it prior as Dreamland and Paradise Ranch. I don't like that. Uh, But generally, the U.S. Air Force refers to it as an operating location near Groom Dry Lake 
or its aerospace name, Restricted Area 4808 North. Uh, so the area was discovered in the 1860s when lead and silver were discovered in the area. Uh, it was financed by Groom Lead Mines in 1870, an English company. It was bought by J.D. Osborne in 1876, and his sons inherited it in 1890. Mining continued at the location until 18, or 1918 at the breakout of World War I and resumed in the 1950s after World War II. The airfield on Groom Lake was established in 1942 as Indian Springs Air Force Auxiliary Field. The first government project to take place there was the testing of the Lockheed U-2, established by the C CIA in 1955. The CIA founded this area because it was impossible to do discrete testing at the Lockheed, Lockheed base in Palmdale, as well as at Air Edwards, Air Edwards Air Force Base. Um, the CIA asked the Atomic Energy Commission to acquire the land, and they added it to the internal Nevada test site. They nicknamed the area Paradise Ranch to encourage workers to move to the place out in the middle of the desert. <laughs> like, hey, welcome. It's paradise. It's paradise, middle of fucking nowhere in the mountains slash desert. Yeah. And, I mean, in the 50s, that's before even, like, Las Vegas was popular. Like, the fame. Yeah. They came around in the 60s, Se so it's 70, literally, yeah. like, middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's, like, nothing going on out in Nevada. Yeah. So May 4th, 1955, uh, they installed the first paved runway at 5,000 feet, uh, and they moved to install hangars, a control tower, and accommodations for the staff. Uh, in July of that same year, personnel started to move into the base, and they received their first U-2 plane on the 24th and began to test it. They set up service between the base and the Lockheed offices in Berkeley, California. So people would fly in on Monday morning, work the whole week, fly out on Friday evening, mm. spend the weekends with their families. Uh, but some people did live there full time. Um, in 1959, they established the Oxcart program that expanded the facility with more runways, hangars, and accommodations. Uh, maintenance and machine shops, surplus housing, and a movie theater, a gymnasium, and a baseball diamond. This allowed for more folks to move to the location and for the work on the new project, the Lockheed A-12. In 1962, it became the test facility for the D-21, codenamed Q-12, which sought to improve the A-12 into an unmanned aircraft. This one, after the original U-2 aircraft, was shot uh, down over Soviet territory. By 1966, most tests were successful. However, an accident at one of the test flights where two pilots were ejected from the plane 150 miles into the Pacific Ocean, one drowned, uh, caused the operation to almost be scrapped. The operation turned its attention to slightly fix the components of the D-12 as well as move on to the testing of the B-52H. This plane was designed to carry the D-12 some distance and launch it into the air. So they were using the site as like new aircraft new testing aircraft facility. Technology. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, however, the planes were, no success, uh, were not successful quick enough and the project was canceled before either plane made it to mass assembly. Project details were announced in 1993, and the remaining planes were transferred to museums. Also during the 60s, the Air Force Base was used to capture or used to test captured foreign aircraft, such as the MIG-21 and MIG-17, under the Have Donut operation. <laughs> they come up with great names. I mean, I love donuts. Yeah. Uh, they would fly these planes in trials against the F-4 fighter jet in order to improve the technology and beat the Soviets. In 1977... The last noted operation to occur at the base was the Have Blue operation, 
and tested the F-117 uh, fighter jet and successfully committed the project to mass production in 1983. Since then, the base has expanded in equipment and personnel and land, expanding their restriction zone nearly another 4,000 acres. In 1994, U.S. Air Force and the EPA were sued by Walter Kaza and for, uh, Robert Frost for burning fuels and elements in open pits at Area 51. Mm. They had studied the area surrounding Area 51 and found large quantities of dioxin, dibenzofuran, and trichloroethylene in their body fat after their autopsy. Wow. Congressional men, or Congressman Lee H. Hamilton former chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, told 60 Minutes reporter Leslie Stahl, the Air Force is classifying all information about Area 51 in order to protect themselves from a lawsuit. Uh, the government invoked the state's secret privilege and petitioned U.S. District Judge Philip Pro to disallow disclosure of classified documents or examinations of secret witnesses, claiming that this would expose classified information and threaten national security. Judge Pro rejected the government's argument, so President Bill Clinton issued a presidential determination exempting uh, what it called the Air Force's operating location near Groom Lake, Nevada, from environmental disclosure laws. Consequently, Pro dismissed the suit due to lack of evidence. Wait, the, wait, wait. Okay, so, I'm sorry. Explain everything that just happened. So, so they they got sued because got, of harsh chemicals. Being burned in open pits. These mm-hmm. guys died. They did op- t- autopsies on found them. Found the harsh chemicals inside of chemicals. them, yeah. Uh, in their body fat, which means that they were fat-soluble, which means they take forever to leave my system. So then um, they sued, their, mm-hmm. well, their family sued the uh, Air Force mm-hmm. and um, the Environmental Protection Agency. Uh, the government issued the state's secrets privilege and petitioned the U.S. District to not let them... Look have at anything the yeah so they um, were basically trying to hide all the information uh-huh. mm. and then the judge said well mm-hmm. i want to look at those yeah and the president was like nah bro and so he was like so the president was on the air F- area 51 side. side okay so and then he was like well i mean there's no evidence there's nothing we can do yeah so he dismissed the case wow um, so people died from this and everyone just like died yes wow that's awesome mm-hmm uh, so the base was never recognized by government officials until 2013. Wow. Government said it doesn't exist. I have something to say about that, but I probably shouldn't say it on this. I won't say it. I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> Jeffrey T. Richlison of George Washington University's National Security Archive applied for the information. Archive? Archive. <laughs> you said archive. No, my tongue is just <laughs> too big for my mouth. <laughs> The National Archive. <laughs> Whatever. Mark, you're taking up too much space on this couch. Um, so she's a tiny dog. <laughs> she's taking up more space than me. Okay. Just kick her up then. No, because then she'll whine. Throw her at Kennedy. He'll He's eat her. sleeping so well right now. Kennedy. <gasps> Where am I? <laughs> hey, Is what? Paris again? <laughs> um, yeah, so... <laughs> George Jeffrey T. Richelson <laughs> applied for the information in 2005, and they released it in 2013. So, I mean, give us 10 years. We'll, we'll get, get you some you, information. We'll get you what you need. Yeah. Um, even still, the only information that they have ever released about Area 51 or uh, the Air Force Lake Base, Base yeah. is uh, what I said. Yeah. These things that I just told you about. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, we tested airplanes there. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> they did great. But they, they released fun. it in 2013. Yep. So four years, five years. God, seven years. years <laughs> of them saying, yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah. I don't know what you're <laughs> saying. What did you say? What? <laughs> Oh my God, wait, no. wait, wait, wait. When? Air Force Base? I don't what? know what you're talking about. Uh, it's the desert. That you never happened. There was stuff there. nothing there. No one died there. No one even goes there. Exactly. There's nothing there. <laughs> uh, so now that we know the history of the base or what we're allowed to know, mm-hmm. uh, we can discuss the actual spookiness. Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, which are conspiracies. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Because no one knows. Nobody knows. You know. Or they're true tales and they're just, we don't know. Exactly. You have no idea. So, before we discuss the main one, um, there are some others. So, <laughs> some people believe that the de- the development oh. of a... What did you, did you say? Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear it. <laughs> that came out of nowhere. I think I burped. But yeah. I think I mean I did. You threw up all over the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it scared me. I dropped my phone, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think is hilarious? This dog and that one... Sometimes they'll fart, and they're like, what was Whoa. that? What is that? <laughs> they'll turn around and look at themselves. Well, my dog is definitely my dog because she farts, and she, like, wags her tail about it. She'll, like, fart, and then, like, look at me, and she, like, wags. Like, did you hear that? <laughs> she knows exactly what she's doing. Barbara's disappointed. She, I can see her, like, domineering face. Or, I guess, angle That's of her, not her face. inching. That's her face. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's her butt. Don't, That's why it's red. Don't look at her. Like, <laughs> um, so clap those cheeks. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> this is twerking. Anyway, uh, so the development of exotic energy weapons for the strategic defense initiative or other weapons is going on there. Allegedly. The what? The what? Exotic energy weapon discovery or things for the SDI. To shoot aliens out of the sky. Oh, interesting. Um, the development of weather control, mm-hmm. which is not going on there. I saw something about it going on in like Alabama, mm-hmm. like cloud seeding to make it rain. Well, I feel like I've heard about that since the 90s. Yeah. They were doing it in Texas too. Yeah. But they think it's going on in Area 51. Too. Oh. But maybe that's an older conspiracy. Theory. No, they were supposedly it was happening all over San Antonio for oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. longest time. I know it's happening now, but they yeah. say that allegedly it started here. Maybe. Oh, uh, okay. Um, development of time travel mm-hmm. and or teleportion, uh, tele, teleportation technology. See, I'd believe that in where is it? Uh, Switzerland in Zurich because they have that. I think it's Zurich. The Hadron they, Collider. They, yeah, the the collider there. I would believe in time travel. Travel technology there more than i would at area 51 but who knows you have no idea what's underground there that's true um, same with the, there's a base in Col- i'm not gonna say it i'm saying that i'll tell yeah, you afterwards. don't do that yeah um so also the development of an exotic propulsion system related to the aurora program which is a secret stealth plane that apparently doesn't exist but there's been sightings of it um that one's an older one too um, and then activities related to a shadowy one world government or the Majestic 12 organization. We talked about the Majestic 12 and when we talked about uh, the Battle of Los Angeles. Did we? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did. And it's just like a government committee of scientists and military. In, yeah, uh, high up celebrities, like businessmen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
So those are the ones that allegedly are there. But the main one that we all came here for is uh, Area 51 is home of the captured aliens. And this stems from the rumor that in 1947, alien spaceships crashed in nearby Roswell, New Mexico. And all of the materials, as well as all of the extraterrestrial beings, were transported to Area 51. Supposedly there was like three, right? And two of, two of them were dead and one was still alive? I, were, well, uh, part of all the rumors, but... I tried to get things that were as true to actually yeah, yeah. as possible. Um, but Good for you. Because yes, I, <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd be like, <laughs> there's aliens everywhere. <laughs> Listen, I'm Barbara Walters, okay. and this is my show. And then I am um, Kellyanne Conway. <laughs> you are the National Enquirer. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> on July or June 14th, 1947, William Brazel, a foreman working on the Foster Homestead, no- noticed noticed no cl- noticed did noticed did clusters of debris approximately 30 miles north of Roswell, New, Mex- New Mexico. This date, or about three weeks before July 8th three weeks before July 8th, so this is the date that we're talking about, June 14th, um, appeared in later stories featuring Brazel. So on July 8th, they started to release stories about it. Um, wait, wait, wait. Say that all again. So, so William Brazel found it on July or June 14th, but stories didn't come out about it. He didn't tell people weeks. about it until July 8th. Uh, okay, okay. Um, the initial press release from the Roswell Army Airfield, R-A-F-F, uh, said that the find was sometime last week suggesting that Brazel found the debris in early July. Brazel told the Roswell Daily Record that he and his son saw a large area of bright wreckage made up of rubber strips, tinfoil, a rather tough paper and sticks, and he paid little attention to it, but returned on July 4th with his son, wife, and daughter to gather up the materials. Some accounts have described Brazel as having gathered some of the materials earlier, rolling it, in, uh, rolling it together, and stashing it under some brush. The next day, Brazel heard some reports about flying discs and wondered that if what he had picked up, or wondering if that was what he had picked up. On July 7th, Brazel saw Sheriff Wilcox and whispered, kind of confidential-like, that he may have found a flying disc. Another account quotes Wilcox as saying, Brazel reported the object on July 6th. So there was some periods of time where this guy was housing in action. He was with police. Uh, so Wilcox called uh, the Roswell Army Airfield Major Jesse Marshall and, uh, and a man in plain clothes who accompanied Brazel back to the ranch where more pieces were picked up. He said that we spent a couple of hours Monday afternoon looking for any more parts of the weather device, said Marshall. We found a few more patches of tinfoil and rubber. On July 8th, 1947, the Roswell Army Airfield uh, Public Information Officer Walter Hout uh, H-A-U-T? Hot? H-A-H-O-T. Hot. H- Wait. H-A-U-T. Oh, hot. Hot. Yeah. Issued a press release. I'm so on. I'm still on Lizzie Van Houten. <laughs> uh, issued a Hout. press release uh, stating that personnel from the, fly, the field's 509th operations group had recovered a flying disc, which had crashed on a ranch near Roswell, as described in the July 9th, 1947 edition of the Roswell Daily Record. The balloon, which held it up, if that was how it worked, must have been about 12 feet long, Brazel felt, measuring the distance by the size of the room in which he sat. The rubber was smoky and gray in color, uh, scattered over an area of about 200 yards in diameter, 
and when the debris was gathered up, the tinfoil, paper, tape, and sticks made a bundle of about three feet long and were about seven to eight inches thick. Oops. Uh, while the rubber made up a different bundle of about 18 to 20 inches long and about eight inches thick. In all, he estimated that the entire lot would have weighed maybe about five pounds. Of all of the materials? Mm-hmm. Oh. He estimated that the in- uh, there was no sign of any metal in the area, which may have been used for an engine, and no sign of any propellers of any kind, although at least one paper fin had been glued onto some of the tinfoil. There were no words to be found anywhere on the instrument, although there were letters on some of the parts. Considerable scotch tape and some tape with flowers printed upon it had been used in the construction. No strings or wires were to be found but there were some eyelets in the paper to indicate that some sort of attachment may have been used. The telex sent to the FBI office from Fort Worth, Texas office quoted a major from the 8th Air Force, also based in Fort Worth, um, on July 8th as saying, the disc is hexagonal in shape and was suspended by a balloon from a balloon by a cable, which balloon was approximately 20 feet in diameter. Major Curtin further advises uh, advised that the object found resembles a high-altitude weather balloon with a uh, radar reflector. On early Tuesday, July 8th, the Ar- uh, Roswell Army Airfield uh, issued a press release, which was immediately picked up by numerous news outlets. Many rumors regarding the flying disc became a reality yesterday when the intelligence office at the 509th Bomb Group of the Air- 8th Air Force uh, Roswell Army Airfield was unfortunate enough to gain possession of a disc through the cooperation of one of the local ranchers and the sheriff's office of Chaves County. The flying object landed on a ranch near Roswell sometime last week. Not having phone facilities, the rancher stored the disc until such a time that he was able to contact the sheriff's office, who in turn notified Major Jesse A. Marcel of the 509th Bomb Group Intelligence Office. Action was immediately taken, and the disc was picked up at the rancher's home. It was inspected at the Roswell Army Airfield and subsequently loaned to Major Marcel and higher headquarters. Colonel William H. Blanchard, commanding officer of the 509th, contacted General Roger M. Ramey of the 8th Air Force in Fort Worth, Worth, Texas, and Ramey ordered the object to be flown to Fort Worth Army Airfield. At the base, Warrant uh, Warrant Officer Irving Newton confirmed Ramey's preliminary opinion, identifying identifying, identifying the object as a weather balloon and its kite, a nickname for a radar reflector used to track the balloons from the ground. Another news release was issued, this time from Fort Worth Base, describing the object as being a weather balloon. Mm. The military decided to conceal the true purpose of this crash device, nuclear test monitoring, and instead informed the public that the crash was a weather balloon. Later that day, the press reported that the commanding general of the 8th Air Force, Roger Ramey, had stated that a weather balloon was recovered by the Roswell Army Air Force base personnel. Uh, A press conference was held featuring debris, foil, rubber, and wood, said to be from the crashed object, which matched the weather balloon description. Historian Robert Goldberg wrote that the intended effect was achieved. The story died the next day. Sounds like a cover-up to me, mm. but okay. Uh, between 1978 and the early 1990s, SIPs. <laughs> uh, UFO, Stanton, or UFO researchers such as Stanton T. Friedman, William Moore, Carl T. Flock, P-F-L-O-K, 
Flock. 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 Yeah. The way it's it's German as well. Flock. P, P, the P is very soft. Flock. Like that? Like the, the word for plant is Pflanze. Pflanze. So you start with Flock. a P. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the team of Kevin D. Randall and Donald R. Schmidt interviewed several hundred people who have claimed to have been in connection with their events at Roswell in 1947. Hundreds of documents were obtained via Freedom of Information Act requests, along with other documents such as the Majestic 12 that were supposedly leaked in uh, by insiders. Yeah, we already saw the Majestic 12. It's not really the no. most uh, uh, reputable. Yes. Uh, their conclusions were that at least one alien spacecraft crashed near Roswell. Alien bodies had been recovered, and a government cover-up of the incident had taken place. What did I say? Over the years, books, articles, and television specials brought through uh, brought the 1947 incident significant notoriety. And in the mid-1990s, public polls such as 1997 CNN Time Poll revealed that the majority of people interviewed believed that aliens had indeed visited Earth and that the aliens had landed at Roswell, but all that the re- uh, but that all the relevant information was being kept secret by the U.S. government. Yeah. Um, so that's two sides to yeah. the story. Um, and everything that I found is hearsay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it should be taken with a grain of salt. For both sides? Both sides. Side? Yeah. I would say both sides. Yeah. Um, because I don't understand why the guy was gone for weeks. Because he was definitely taken by the for government. Yeah, for questioning is like, this is... I mean that's shady as hell. Mm-hmm. That like and like I had heard rumors that he had found this the the uh, once again all hearsay. I mean it's all just a billion stories that he had found the spaceship and he had basically built a barn on top of it. I don't know if that you if you read that anywhere or mm-hmm. if maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. Uh, but he basically built a barn on top of it to try and hide it, and then he had told the um, officer about it, and the officer went and told an army person, uh, and that's when it like just spiraled out of control, and he was basically like taken immediately away and was gone for weeks, like what, what you said, and then he came back, and he was like, yep, it wasn't was an alien. Balloon. It was just a weather balloon. So it's like, I mean, they basically probably tortured him and basically said, you need to say Tell this. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, if I'm going to be a conspiracy theorist, I'm going to do it here and say that I think that it was probably aliens that crash landed. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the only thing is that, I mean, I guess he, they obviously just made him lie. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Because I've never seen pictures of it. They, they ha- have like black and white television and yeah. some stuff that uh, was very hard to find. But, but I mean, you, I can't see if shit. the government mm-hmm. found something that was that top secret, Everything would, would be wiped clean. It, it would be gone. Like, you would have no pictures. All of the press would be, like, muted as fuck. Like, especially right after World War II, during Cold the Cold War. Mm-hmm. All of that is just, like, no. No one can know about this. So it was all just, like, government, um, just, like, smackdown. So, like, locked down for that. And I never looked, but I wonder how many people lived in Roswell at that time. Probably super small. I mean, I it's still small now. Many. No, I mean that like like I said, if if this is gonna be my one soapbox to be a conspiracy theorist, this is gonna be it. <laughs> the whole county had about twenty two thousand people. Wow, church is bigger than that. <laughs> yeah. So, grain of salt. Yeah. Um, however, I definitely do believe that we can't be the only ones out here. Oh yeah. Um, but also, however, I do what I, from what I read, I 
do feel sort of feasible that it could have been a weather balloon. Yeah. But just only because there's no evidence. Yeah. But I also believe that that guy could have been tortured. And there's no evidence on either side, yeah. like at all. So there's no evidence to actually substantiate that it was an alien. And there's no um, evidence like on the other side that it was just weather balloon because the government covered all of it up. And like, and it could have been some sort of nuclear test that they didn't want people to know about. Exactly. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be alien. But yeah. It's still something that they're like, can't tell people about this because they're probably going to get cancer yeah. and they'll blame us. And everyone's going to die. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. I Yeah. There, I mean, I just think there's a lot of government secrets out there, which we, of course, know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I think that's one of them that's like, uh, is that really important to hide? Because I know that there's a – how did my friend at my last job word it? She worded it very well by saying that a lot of the people that like you meet nowadays, like the, a lot of people that you hold yourself, that I hold myself with are people that are above average intelligence. And so you look at it and say, can people who are not as inept to understanding handle some truths like that? Like would, what would the world do if they actually knew that aliens existed? And so that's like, it becomes a question is the government trying to protect us or uh, like world government trying to protect us by saying aliens don't actually exist kind of thing. Yeah. And in reality, they know, I don't well, know. Well, that's, I mean, that's basically the majestic 12. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I also think that maybe there could be some sort of thing that they're concealing that's nuclear that they just don't want people to know. Maybe they had an accident there and they just don't want people to know about it. That's yeah. why they've expanded, expanded the exclusion zone so far. Because they were definitely testing nuclear devices. Oh, yeah, in Nevada, yeah. And they could have had some massive uh, sort of explosion. Yeah. And that, I mean, we saw with Chernobyl that they found shit 20 miles away. Yeah, that had exploded out. I'm not exactly sure how close Roswell Roswell and... All of the testing sites were, yeah. But um, it's possible. Yeah. Um, Anyways... Uh, I just wanted to leave the topic with some quotes that people have said about UFOs of Roswell and their containment at Area 51 because they're pretty much all over the board. Mm -hmm. Um, So the case for Roswell is a classic example of the triumph of quantity over quality. Mm -hmm. The advocates of the crashed saucer tale simply shuffle everything that seems to support their view into the box marked evidence and say, see? Yeah, you look at this. Look at this stuff. We must be right. Never mind the contradictions. Never mind the lack of independent supporting fact. Never mind the blatant absurdities. Carl Flock, 2001, Roswell, Inconvenient Facts and the Will to Believe. Yeah. But that's for both sides, honestly. Both sides that everyone's just like, look at all this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's so true. It's just a weather balloon. Or so true that it's aliens. It's like, you don't. We need like a solid piece of evidence, not just like little bits of information. Show me what you got hidden. Exactly. Um, also, another one in the the positive or the for the government side, I mm-hmm. would say, uh, the UFO field is comprised of people who are willing to take advantage of the gullibility of others, especially the paying public. Let's not pull any punches here. The Roswell UFO myth has been a very good business for UFO groups. Oh, yeah, 100%. Publishers and for Hollywood. The town and of Roswell, for Roswell. The media and UFOlogy. Mm-hmm. The number of researchers who employ, science, or who employ science and its disciplined methodologies is appallingly small. Mm-hmm. So they're saying there's not a lot of science behind it. Yeah. It's just people that are like, I saw it, wrote a book about it. Yeah, buy it. Yeah, exactly. Listen to our podcast then at horsebookbypodcast.com. Exactly. Here we are. <laughs> uh, and that's by... Benefiting off of it as well. <laughs> Carl Korf, 1997, The Roswell UFO Crash, What They Don't Want You to Know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then I have one that's even though he said what you don't what they don't want you to know and he was on the side of the government yeah interesting the yeah those two are like legitimate authors the next yeah yeah yeah. I'm not saying they're not I'm just saying like yeah so this one is in the positive of the conspiracy okay Uh, If the anti-gravity flying machines witnessed by so many in and around Area 51's airspace are man-made, then that confirms that the splinter civilizations are almost light years ahead of known science Mm -hmm. and that they have technologies that the common man could scarcely comprehend. Mm -hmm. If they, on the other hand, are UFOs of alien origins, it implies that the government elite are collaborating with an extraterrestrial civilization. And that this may explain why classified technology has progressed at such a rapid rate since around the time of Roswell. Mm-hmm. James Morkin, The Orphan Conspiracies, 29 Conspiracies about the theories from the Orphan Trilogy. Hmm. So he's saying that ever since there's then a we, secret society yeah. that has all of these weapons and they don't want us to know. And about they're it. working with aliens that have just like exponentially. He's saying that there's one, there are people here on Earth that have figured all this stuff out that we like time travel and things yeah. like that and they don't want everybody to know about it it's yeah. just them and they're keeping it from us because they don't think they could understand mm. about it he's also saying that maybe there are aliens and in that case the government the, the majestic 12 is collaborating with them to make to kind of get those technologies for yeah. us um, and release them quickly yeah because he's saying you know there's so many things that have come out since in the past 70 years yeah but it's because we're in a time of peace yeah so science well is peace well it's like a a, a a peaceful war <laughs> yeah peaceful here at least mm-hmm. um one in the middle uh everything that goes on in area 51 is classified top secret when it's going on mm-hmm. annie jacobson so everything there is top secret until they want to tell us about it so there's probably something that's going on there that's top secret that's classified that's very very important but they're not going to tell us about it until we already know it well area Air, uh, that's exactly true area 51 uh was what did we say until 2013 they mm-hmm. denied it be even existing and it had been there for f- 70 years so yeah <laughs> there's that as well i mean there's definitely somewhere else that's probably like it that we don't even know about yeah exactly um no then, i'll have no i'm not gonna say that well, I'll tell you. Tell me after, after, girl, because you said it six times. <laughs> These are all different things that I brought up now. This is four different things now. So another in the positive. Uh, we do believe, or in the conspiracy, um, <laughs> we do believe that something did happen at Roswell. One source close to the investigation told Jack Anderson and Michael Binstein in 1995. Something big. We don't know whether it was a plane that crashed with nuclear device on it or if it was something other experimental situation. But everything we've seen so far points to an attempt on the part of the Air Force to lead anybody that looks at this down another track. Cleavar Woodson, Jr., Washington Post, December 18th, 2017. Couldn't find the original source. He took that from somewhere, but Mm -hmm. I'll give him credit, and then we can go look at his credit. That's fine. So, (laughs) truth is about Area 51, nobody knows. Yeah. Truth is that <laughs> nobody knows anything about the truth. Um, yeah. No, I, I've always really questioned the idea of like Area 51 and like the whole idea behind it. Um, that, I mean, I, I definitely think there's aliens out there. Oh, I for mean, sure. for sure. There's no way that we can be the only sources of life, um, especially with the number of like alleged sightings and just like, uh, you know, everything like that that's out there. And then, of course, what's the first thing that they always say? 
weather balloons. Yep. I was like, I have never seen a fucking weather balloon in my entire life, but suddenly all these other people are always seeing weather balloons. Like, why is it always weather balloons? Well, and what most times I uh, gathered is that they put them over, like, the ocean. They yeah. They put them out into, like, land. No, we yeah. Can use Doppler radar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I mean, and, like, one of the biggest ones didn't – I feel like it happened recently. Um Within the past 20 years or so, there was the one that happened over Phoenix where there was like seven lights that was like with a big, massive object above the city. Do you remember that? Do you ever hear about that? So it's like a big, massive object that basically like blotted out all the stars. But there was like seven lights in the sky that just like hovered above the uh, over the city. Um, That was like recent. Huh. Yeah. I'll have to look that up now. Yeah. And so like that's definitely not a fucking weather balloon. How are you going to explain that one? And, like, planes don't just, like, sit in one place for, I, I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe, yeah, Maybe that's true. That. You're right. Um, I'm going to sneeze. Uh, <laughs> yep. There we go. Uh, I'm scared Kennedy. Look, it's messed up his hair. Wow. Kennedy, go <laughs> call your hairdresser. You look like a mess. What? <laughs> I'm in my bathroom. Why am I being, yeah. He's like, it's bedtime now. Um, go meet me. <laughs> He's like, yes, please. I'll do that. Uh, but yeah, basically, I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of secrets out there that the government is hiding, and I feel like aliens would definitely be one. Of, I don't know, would definitely be one of those things that, like, they, they would hide because they would. N- I just can't, can't imagine. That I mean, think about Trump's America right now. They can't even handle someone coming from another country into their country right now. Imagine if they had someone explain to them, "Yeah, we had someone come from another planet that was across the galaxy." They would fucking their heads would explode. They'd be like, we need to go to war with them right now. How the fuck are you going to get over there, bitch? Send them back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Send them back. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I think that the there is a level of, like, uh, trying to quell the, the masses and keeping that secret is that step. <laughs> yeah. To it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I can see why they do it. But at the same time, I, as a I person of intelligence, uh, would like to know. Tell me. I, I need to know if there's aliens. Well, when I was looking up, I was like, mm, the government, especially with this going on in the news right now, they're probably like, what's he doing with all this information? Yeah. yeah. It's for a podcast, guys. Yeah. Listen. Don't okay. worry. <laughs> when the FBI agent is listening to all of our Google devices right now, uh, you can just say, it's for our podcast. We're not doing and anything. Listen. Okay. Back rolls. Because, No. <laughs> Well, especially after you just researched Chernobyl for all this time and nuclear objects, and then They're you like, looked up. Where is he going? <laughs> you're going to get a, like a knock, and there's going to be like three FBI agents be like, can we speak to this Mr. Smith? And you're like, uh, he just stepped out. <laughs> <laughs> be like, I don't know him. My name's Carter. I've been in Paris for the whole day. <laughs> where am I? They'd be like, okay, sir, come with me. <laughs> sir. You fucked up. How many drugs are you on right now? It's just old seven. age. <laughs> you see that pee spot on this floor? That was me. <laughs> I've been sniffing pine salt for an hour. And licking out of the water pool. <laughs> that has no water in it. <laughs> can, you, can you please put something here? Poor Carter. Um, okay. Well, um, well, thanks I mean, for coming to my podcast, Spencer. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> This is my podcast. <laughs> uh, we're too far in because we did one yesterday and we need to save all of our giggles for Saturday night. Yeah, we do. So yeah. join us next week. AKA and also in two days. Two days. <laughs> uh, for a special guest star. We're going to have um, a Muppet. 
um, named so Tony Delmo. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's from Montana. It should be very interesting. He's got some hometown stories he's for us. Got he's got three, hometown. right? He's got three. Uh, I think he, he says three. Two. I think, I think he, he has three. two. Oh. <laughs> we'll figure we'll out see. on Saturday what he has, so <laughs> stay tuned. They find out. So in the, wait, no, we have to thank people, don't we? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So why don't you do the Economy Works? Uh, I never remember what to say. Uh, economy Works is a freelance uh, talent network of individuals that are looking to get back into the workforce. Uh, so if you know, it's a is a, a talent network of professionals. Professionals, yes, are looking to get back into the workforce, but on a project basis. Yeah, so project by project basis. If you want somebody that's a freelancer that can do your work for you on a uh, project basis, hit up economyworks.com. Also, if you are a um, freelancer that would like to have some, uh, oh, <laughs> would oh like hold on. He's oh, got a script. Okay. No, we oh, got a good oh, one. Now. No, go, go, we got it. Okay. Hey, did hey. you? <laughs> hey, what? Did you know that the unemployment rate is at 3.7% oh my God, no, in the I U.S.? Didn't. What? Yeah. So if you're trying to hire someone, then you probably already. Oh, yeah. Then you already know that uh, because you are having trouble finding quality candidates. Economy <laughs> Works is here to help. Stop laughing. No, I'm just excited to know that there's people out there that can help me. Don't have time, energy, or the resources to hire? I have never had that. <laughs> Economy Works is ready to help you write job descriptions, find candidates, review resumes, and phone screen candidates. Let the Economy Works... Wait, but where do I sign up? Let the Economy Works Talent Network help you do more with less. I have less. I need more. Wait, you ready for this? Uh-huh. Economy Works. When we work, the, the economy, economy works. works. Find out more at economyworks.com. Did that sound scripted? That came all from my mind. <laughs> I mean, it was uncanny how you can laugh and think of that at the same time. That is amazing. It's weird that my brain works that way. <laughs> you are like a like a witch. I am. <laughs> um, um, so I will shout out to our sister podcast okay. then. So. You like gay stuff? No. Us too. No. Uh, <laughs> no. No. I'm not gay. I don't know what that is. Wait. Uh, we're supposed to keep, be keeping up that. Uh, yeah, but we keep being like, like, yeah, we're gay. Ago, that we're like, gay? No. No. Gross. It was Boys? gay stuff. I mean, gross. Men? We don't like those. We don't like those. If you like men. Uh, or if, if you are a man that like ladies. that man, that like, what? Or if a you're a man's a man, person, man's or man. Or if you're a trans person. <laughs> Check out your history. Go to letstalkaboutgaystuff.com to learn about the past histories of the LGBTQ community. Yeah, absolutely. They release every Sunday along with our episodes, and they talk about some really interesting stuff that people need to know about. So Wait, what's her name? Let's, let's talk, talk about, about gay stuff. Um, yeah. So, and then, of course, you're listening to your favorite podcast. So, make sure I you give us podcast. a review and a like on uh, Instagram.com slash... Oh, our spoopy podcast. <laughs> Facebook.com slash our spoop. And Twitter.com slash our spoopy. And also go to our spoopy podcast.com. And always remember to get, get spoopy, spoopy with, with it. it. <laughs> I'm not gay. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, I'm keeping that. <laughs> keeping what?